Trigger warning for suicide, non-consensual relationships, mind-washing, murder and sex. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, and welcome back to a currently unnamed film podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Hanma. I'm Space. And... We have a bit of a special episode today because it is the finale of season one. And we're also saying goodbye to one of our very special co-hosts who's moving to America to go to university. Um, Space. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I was going to interrupt and say Katrina, but then I got distracted by that you were giving a bunch of details I didn't expect. And oh, I sorry. Um, <laughs> Wait, let me continue doxing you. <laughs> I'm going to be living on 308 Negra or Royal Lane, <laughs> New Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, oh, no, we're just so proud of you for going to America and getting into school. Oh, thanks. You've been a great guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Who's going to figure out all the microphones once you leave? That's the only reason you're here. Uh, okay, so, so you, you admit that you don't know how to use the mics. Um, no, I actually know how to use them perfectly. <laughs> Okay, so you were just being kind just then. Yes. Uh, I, I, I downplay my skills as to make everyone else around me seem more comfortable. I see, I see. Okay, that makes sense. And and listeners, if you think that's a, a conspiracy theory <laughs> that's just been released this episode, just wait for this episode. <laughs> what? Um, well, this week we watched The Room, but we're also going to be doing some other things in the episode. So we created a tier list of... All of the movies we've watched so far, and at Space's bequest, um, we also made a timeline, a bit like the Pixar theory, where we have to link all of the movies into one world universe. I say universe purely because one of the movies has a multiverse. Um, you better have included it. <laughs> um, but I'm not even going to attempt to summarize whatever the hell the room was. It is genuinely one of the most just, I want to call it confusing, but I don't think it actually had a plot. Yeah, it, it was also kind of boring. Like, Really? The, yeah, Whoa. like, part, like uh, you know, when, when you get onto the, the fourth 50 minute sex scene, like, it kind of gets a bit dry. Yeah, and yeah. You can't even see anything. <laughs> Not that I wanted to see anything, but I was really bad at it. I, th- I think you can see a lot. Yeah. Um, no, but the thing is, is that, like, I think he was trying to be artsy with, like, curtains in the way and, like, rain and, like... Jess just didn't want her struts. view obscure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, they were, like, having sex on some stairs at one point. A spiral staircase, by the way, that looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And it's blocked. Every single shot is blocked by the stairs. And when they're... Even when they're in bed, it's like blocked by the curtains or by the posts of the bed, or it's blocked by a window. Uh, it's or, just or some some trickling water <laughs> from who knows where. Um, I'm not gonna make the joke. I still, um, I, I still didn't get the thing about Danny. <laughs> um, I didn't want to see it because it was like the most. I don't know. Normally, there's like some kind of artistry to filming a good sex scene, you know. Um and <laughs> I'm gonna stop because my mum might listen to this. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you seem pretty knowledgeable. I'm not knowledgeable. I haven't watched Call Me By Your Name. You know who has? Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, why'd you have to remind me? I was, I was this close to freeing myself. Um, no, no. But call, call Me By Your Name does the strategy of... Since it's like hard to film a good sex scene, just filming replaces the audio. a person with a peach. <laughs> yeah, first like cut the actors in half, and two, just mostly get on that that audio, just like get the mic like right up close to the peach, and then just like five minutes of. I did not think you were gonna say peach when you started that word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but but yeah, no. Um, for for people who don't know the room, it's like infamous for being like the worst movie of all time. Um, but I I think I personally like really like its third act especially. Like I think it's like really like tragic, and I think the main character Johnny is like really nice. Like he he he's like a. I think I I would say for all the characters that they're like consistent, except uh Mark who like goes from being like really nice in the beginning to just. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that like, there's no real character arc. It's just like, here is what is happening in the movie in the first five minutes, and it's going to continue <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. And all of the characters have like one trait. Um, and I don't understand how Lisa and Johnny ended up in a relationship in the For first place. Seven years. For seven years. Seven years. And then she suddenly turns around and is like. I don't like him anymore. Yeah, it just like wakes up with no loyalty, no like love. Yeah. And she doesn't seem to care about him. So I actually don't understand why she doesn't just break up with him because she talks about it so much. Mm. And then everyone's like, don't, don't do it. Johnny's so nice. Um, I don't know. Also, it's so misogynistic, that film. Like to a ridiculous extent. How so? Well, the only like main character who's a female is Lisa and she's like this promiscuous, has no loyalty, is called overly emotional, is forced mm. to clean up at every opportunity. <laughs> is, do, does it? Does the cleaning up happen more than the time that, that they fight? I think it does, actually. And then, like, the whole idea that she has to be financially um, reliant on Johnny. Um, and she she's kind of, like, reduced to, like, a housewife, in a way. Mm. Yeah. It's just a bit odd. I don't know if if I dare go there on our on our last episode. Um, I guess she she's not portrayed like um, like in a positive light or like a good person, um, especially compared to like Johnny or whatever. But I mean, she's like she's like the most active character in the whole movie, mm. um, and like the the things that she wants and does are the things that drive the the entire movie. Oh, also, she's like abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like multiple things where it's like she is like it's an aggressively bad relationship. Mm. And at one point she does the whole thing of like, if you'll love me, you'll drink this. Mm. And, and then goes to her mum and was like, he was drinking last <laughs> yeah. night. No, I think it's like she's lying about him hitting her. Why does she need to get him yeah. to drink in the first place? <laughs> Just lie about it. I, I guess I guess if if the mum asks, so did you drink? Or hit my daughter last night, and he would be like, "Yes." <laughs> if it's like a, a you know computer science sense of or <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think Johnny would take it that way because I'm pretty sure he is just an AI. <laughs> yeah, Johnny is so funny. Oh, oh my god! Also, the the whole drug thing. 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what was that all about? He comes out of nowhere. Suddenly there's a guy pointing a gun to I'll have Denny's your face. In five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a few minutes. <laughs> Not even Not- <laughs> Normally you get those scenes where it's like, I'll have the money to you, I promise. Just give me a few days, I'll get it. And then in this circumstance, he's like, give me five minutes, I forgot it downstairs. And he's like, I don't have five minutes. <laughs> he doesn't even say, I forgot it down. I assumed that somebody was going to come. Yeah, I thought someone was about to bring it. Yeah, no, but nobody does. Like yeah. the scene ends and nobody does. He just needs a few minutes to get his thousand dollars. Maybe he was going to like run away, maybe, but he didn't seem like he was I and also after the family come up to like you know intervene in the fight what happens to the guy again they just like drag him out or he just like, oh screw this and then I don't know I'd also like to bring up um the psychiatrist oh my god just rocks up at the end of the film and gets beaten up by all the characters <laughs> I missed the bit where he was beaten He's up so terrible at his job like Johnny Com- also like we need to add a trigger warning yeah, yeah. um but just he yeah. tells this like Denny Mark someone mm. a male character tells a psychiatrist that um he's he like thinks about killing himself and he's like man he's like you're being so childish man up and then he um in response he gets hot like the psychiatrist gets held over the corner of the room <laughs> yeah no they they go to almost kill the psychiatrist and then and then, and then you look the and it's wedding. like the wedding or something um. And then I look in there, they're all there and the psychiatrist is just chilling in the corner of the room. Yeah. And then, then then I look away and I look back and they're walking along the street and then like the psychiatrist is just on the ground with his face right in front of the camera. Was that was that not the one that, where they were playing basketball and then he fell? I have no idea. I thought they were uh, playing football. Oh yeah, no, I think they were. I missed the one with the psychiatrist falling towards it. Was there a reason behind that? I don't think so. Oh. No, he's clumsy. No, I, I also love how the psychiatrist does like basically no psychiatrizing. It's just, it's just like <laughs> That's not a it's, it's just like mean and like dismissive. Except when he gets onto just discussing Lisa. Do you remember like very briefly? He's like, she has no loyalty. She's a she <laughs> she has <laughs> terrible psychologist. <laughs> she just like like psychoanalyzes and like rips Lisa apart. Yeah, but that's like not how you do. No, therapy. I know, I know. That, that's not also. What, do they call him a psychiatrist? Yeah, yeah, right? I think that's the wrong term. What's it supposed to... Oh, psychiatrist, they do meds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so confused why he's a psychiatrist. I mean, maybe in um, San Francisco slash Paris, they are they different <laughs> terminology. A random shot of Notre Dame shows up <laughs> after they show the shots of San Francisco. I'm amazed that you guys recognised it. Like, every... Because every, we watched you with a ton of people. Everybody recognised it. Mm. Didn't Notre Dame burn down? Yeah. Well, caught fire. Yeah. Clearly after the film was made, I guess. Yeah, no, no, that was like a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, really? What? Really? Mm. Oh. How is Not Disney going to do their live action remake? <laughs> I don't think they were actually going to film it in Notre Dame. Are they actually making a live action remake? I don't know. There's a musical. There's a very good musical. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Anyway. Um, moving back to the room, which they also never seem to leave. Um, no, but I mean, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting choice to paint your room red, because um, it's not really the because it makes your house seem like dingy and dark if you like have dark colors on the walls. Yeah. Um, Someone we call, I think it was Cressida, who was a previous guest on here we were watching with. Um, she said it looked like a motel, 
and I absolutely agree. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I see it. And it was basically a motel with everybody just walking. Yeah. <laughs> it was a motel, but it also had candelabras. <laughs> What's a candelabra? Um, Candles. It's like a fancy candle oh, holder oh. with multiple candles. I see. It's what Lumiere is. Oh, sure. It's like the candle equivalent of abracadabra. It's like As the candle. To abra or abra. <laughs> it's like the candle, like a smaller candle version of a chandelier. I see. Yeah. Is that why chandelier is a near anagram of candle? It's it's not. Chandelier, candelier. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you mean? Crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'd like to bring up to. There's like two fight scenes in this, or like oh my <laughs> god, and they're like right, they're like back to back. Like he, he, I, like I, I wasn't sure, like when I was when I was because I haven't seen it in like you know eight nine months or whatever. I wasn't sure if there were actually two fight scenes if I remembered it right because like it ends and it feels so final, and then he just comes back. <laughs> And also, they have the same choreography because yeah. they get shoved in the exact same yeah. manner into something. And I'd also like, do you know that one scene in Euphoria where Zendaya's having, trying to find the drugs and she's like going through the house and like bashing in the doors and throwing stuff off the dresses. It's very dramatic and it's basically what won her a second Emmy. Okay. Well, Johnny does something like that in this. Oh, when he yeah, 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 Lisa yeah. is cheating or whatever. Mm. And, um, I think it's just as good. I think you should have gotten an Oscar for it. <laughs> I mean, they have it in, in Citizen Kane, right? It it should just be like classic, like Oscar, Oscar yeah. bait. If if you want to get an Oscar, then you just have to film yourself destroying your house with no use of your arms. He throws his television out of the window. <laughs> it was just a shot from the floor of the television falling. I thought he was just going to throw it on the like wall, but then like surprise twist, there's actually a window. I'm curious why um the, the sh- like some of the shots felt really weird. Like sometimes we'd be like out with like a full what's it called a wide mm. yeah um watching like the Lisa and the. Oh, and then it cuts to a real close-up of, of her glass. pouring the wine. Yeah, no, or like the cup. She places the cup. It cuts to a close-up of her placing the yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah. A close-up of her placing the other cup. A close-up of her pouring the drinks into each glass. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be like poisoned or something. Oh, is that is that why? Because I, I can't like play. I can't I say in words why. I think it's, it's because he's trying to emphasize the fact that she's making him drink, but at the same time, like that's very evident from the fact that she is making him drink, not what's in the glass or that the glasses are there. It felt very awkward. Mm. If you did want that close-up, there was a way to do it without making it so ridiculous. How? Just don't have them be so like, here's one, and then cut back to the wide, and then here's one, and then cut back to the wide. Like, just have the opening shot of the scene be her pouring the glasses close up and then cut to the wide. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that would be less jarring. That would be cool, actually. That would be like, oh, cinema. um, (laughs) Why I'm becoming a director. There was one point in the film where I was like, oh, cinema. Because it had a, a really cool shot. Lisa! <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what? Oh, I wish I remembered what it was. It was the amazing green screen um, on the roof. <laughs> some, of, some of the bits on the roof looked more green screen than others. Can you do... Uh, oh, wait, no. Green screen on film is called rotoscoping, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's called rotoscoping in digital as well. No, it's not. It's called green screen. But you can still rotoscope someone in digital. It's called green screen. You can still rotoscope someone. And and what do you call it when you rotoscope someone in in digital? Green screen. No, because you can rotoscope without green screen. (laughs) How? Why would you? Blue screen. No, rotoscoping is basically cutting out. 
So you can cut out someone without blue or green screen there, and it's called rotoscope. Why uh, would you do that when you can just do it in two seconds? With because if you, to add, <laughs> two seconds. if you wanted to add an effect behind them and still have the environment. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and Mark. I feel like you could still do it with the green screen. But then you have to lug the green screen there. Isn't this about fixing in post? Like, I'm going to have to do with... <laughs> No, but like, for example, like when Doctor Strange like summons a portal and he walks out into the like streets of New York, like, I guess I could place a green screen behind him, but also you could just like place in the asset of the portal and just cut Doctor Strange out and put him behind in front of the asset. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It matters what you want to do, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if I could rotoscope anything, it would be this tangent. Anyway, onto the <laughs> room. Um, uh, no, no, I'm joking. Um, Where would you put it? What would you put behind <laughs> it? <laughs> um, I, I'd put a, a default transition. And we'll Talking be back with you in a minute. Transition. <laughs> let's, do, let's do a classic let's default. Let's crossfade. <laughs> you've been watching Disney Channel. <laughs> Oh, that's seven k. I guess you know, you know what they say about using the budget, even if you don't really want to use all the budget, so that you. Well, keep... he added budget. Who? Johnny Razzo. Oh no, I was saying about like us on the music budget because we barely used ah. it. So that that Disney Channel thing I just did—that's gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That cost yeah. millions. Oh. Wait, didn't we do a bunch? Didn't did we lose a bunch of the budget last episode? What do you mean budget? When did we when ever did, have yeah, budget? Yeah, when did we have the a music budget? Because I, I sang some songs, some Gravity Falls or something, mm-hmm. right? Of course you did. Just that idiot who wastes the budget just humming a little <laughs> tune. Which you absolute hypocrite. Skin. You're always telling me to stop singing. And you not only sing, but it takes up monetary value from the show. <laughs> well, monetary value, utility. You know, from an economics perspective, what's the difference? You should know you do A-level economics. What am I? Some kind of famous four? Um, what? Moving on, Johnny Storm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to the point, Ella Detroit. What? That was a Fantastic Four reference. Johnny Storm's a member of the Fantastic Four. I am. I am Sue Storm, Jesus. Reed Richards. That, okay, <laughs> if if you can like positively ben like Grimm. hit a bunch of dominoes in a row to get your goal, that was like all the dominoes going up one by one. <laughs> um, okay, back to. <laughs> Back to the room. You just made like a random reference. Uh, no, I. Back to the room. <laughs> no, no, no. Back to the room. Mine was the Disney Channel theme. <laughs> Mine was the Seinfeld theme. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So my my. I was gonna do the Hamlin Montana one, but I forgot it. I I think that um, uh, Denny uh, Denny in the room reminds me of. Have you guys seen um? Oh, what's it called? The one where they go to the Mexico to smuggle drugs for no reason. We're the That's Millers. That's every movie. <laughs> have you seen We're, We're the Millers? No. Oh, have you? Oh, okay. Well, Denny reminds me of that kid who, who says, you guys are getting paid. Um, um, he reminds me of um, What's-His-Face from Breaking Bad. Todd. <laughs> and, oh, did I say Todd? Um, Aaron. Uh, Jesse. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> in, in, I was gonna. In Bojack Horseman, uh, Aaron Paul, who plays Jesse, plays a character called Todd. Uh, yeah, but there's also a gonna... character called Todd in uh, Breaking Bad, who's played by a guy called Jesse. I was about. To... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Jason Todd, but then I realized that's Robin. <laughs> that is Jason Todd. Jason Todd. He's um he's Robin from Batman. He's one of the Robins. 
Oh, instead of uh, he becomes Dick, um, Dick Grayson. There are multiples. So there's Dick. Okay, you don't need this. Swearing on the minus five k. There's Richard Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Todd. There's Barbara who becomes Oracle. Oh. Um. There's another one who forgot the name of. There's multiple Robins. I see. Some of them die. Some of them come back to life. Anyway, um, back to the some room. Some of them become Batgirl. <laughs> and I've, then I've get paralyzed. I've got anything left to say about the room. No? Expand a bit on, on what you thought about it being boring. Oh, no. It was just like the kind of film where you 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 end up checking how much long is left of it. And you're like, oh, it should be nearly done. And you're just like, one Are you third sure that wasn't just because Cressida needed to get back to house? No, no. No, no, it wasn't that. It it was um I don't know, it's just one of those ones where you like check your phone while you're watching it. Um and it's kind of Go to the loo to for extended yeah. of time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it just wasn't entertaining. Um uh apart apart from some bits were like funny because the the acting was trash or whatever. Mm. The the filming was just it was it, there were there weren't any technical problems like there weren't you know like weird white noises in the sound or whatever, and you know there wasn't like a completely overexposed shot for example, but it was just like wasn't it wasn't wasn't it didn't have anything good about it, huh? Um, and there there was maybe one or two shots which were kind of cool, but um but the rest of it was just like I completely disagree with you personally. I think it was the best movie I've ever watched. Um, definitely top. Top one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you said you could notice the the changes between digital and film. Yeah, because didn't you say that they shot yeah. it on film and digital? <clears throat> he read a book that basically said you can either shoot. He, re- he basically the entirety of this film was based off this one book he read, which was like how to do filmmaking or something like that. And um, the cast has all done like interviews about this. And apparently in the book it said you can either shoot on film or you can shoot on digital. Um, and he took that as and. So he <laughs> filmed every scene with two cameras, which basically doubled the budget because you then had to buy film as expensive. And he had to have two different camera operators for each camera. And film requires more um, operators because it's more complicated. And everything was shot essentially twice or two versions of the movie on digital and on film mm. yeah but no but seeing as they have they have two cameras from presumably slightly different angles um you couldn't i remember just seeing one bit on the roof when when you could see one shot was like pretty nice and the colors were all golden and then you'd cut to another one and it was like a bit more flat and, and yeah. gray and i it looked like it looked to me as though they, they were cutting between the film and digital camera and I only noticed that because the colours were slightly different in the two shots. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he colour graded every shot separately. <laughs> I I think I could tell a little bit about the film ones looking a yeah. bit more like like fuzzy or whatever in like that nice way. And I'm still amazed that people bother to shoot stuff on film in, in the modern era. Really? Yeah, it seems so annoying. Yeah, but it's got like, it's got purpose. Of looking nicer. No, but it, it like creates effects. So like when we're doing After Sun, like the fact it was shot on film created the effect of a that, memory. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's true. But it, I, feel, I don't know. I feel like if you if you did it if you did it well, you could do that still with digital. But no, but I oh, yeah, I I'd Ryan, say I'm I'm for shooting on film and stuff. On if any of you have watched Knives Out, Ryan Johnson went through a lot of effort to make his digital camera look like it was shot on film. So like 
each of the title cards has like grain and flicker on it in the same way that a title card would on film and also they went through every individual shot where there's a um like a window and added in the light bleeding oh is that something that happens on film yeah that's unique to film hmm. um okay i think i'm going to move us on okay oh we're um, not doing recommendations <laughs> Um, I don't recommend this movie. Moving on. Um, uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> let, let, let's do the, the last round of... Mm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah? No, no, you go, you go. Uh, I, I recommend this film. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sad that we didn't talk about the ending more. I really like the ending in particular. Like, I, it, it actually gets me. And, like, the first time I watched it, I had no idea that Johnny was gonna off himself. Neither did anyone else say. <laughs> yeah, like... Like I was like so surprised. I really felt it. Um, so R.I.P. Johnny. I think he was really nice, and I liked it. I enjoyed the film. Um, Sorry, that wasn't me attacking space for not knowing what the film was about. That was attacking space for not uh, giving us a trigger warning. Yeah, no, no. no. I, I gave everybody a trigger warning for the extended sex scenes, but I completely forgot about the uh... <laughs> blowing his brains out on camera. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So sorry, everyone. Um. This episode, I hope we go back and put the people new. We've talked about. I feel like this is, this is gonna get us cancelled. Like instead of this is the season one finale, this is the end of the show because we've talked about suicide and like extended amounts of sex. Yeah, I know. Um, but do you recommend anything based? Oh, on um, and what do I recommend based on the room? Oh, um, uh, Borat or the other one, uh, <laughs> the dictator. Do I do I dare say that on air? Apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, just like just like funny, silly films. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Know, I probably wouldn't say. I probably wouldn't say watch it. It doesn't really have anything going for it. Um, like it, it, it wasn't like a equivalent to to me having not done it and died an hour and a half earlier. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it was it was fine, but I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend watching it. Um, it kind of reminded me of those like trash TV programs. That, that come like a on hallmark movie sure um uh I, I don't know it just it just gave me like uh the the vibe of those you know like serial programs that come on tv that are just made to um to be like watched once while they're on air and you know don't have any artistic value or anything um uh that's what it reminded me of but no um I think it, it deserves maybe it deserves its title as worst film in the world, um, or or maybe just just like most bland film in the world, oh, film wow. with nothing going for it. Mm. Um, uh, it didn't have really anything so negative for it, apart from the plot was, was a bit dodgy, um, and the um, percentage of it, which is just sex scenes so and the acting sex. too. Um, but otherwise, it was just like you know nothing going for it. Um, I would. I would not recommend it. However, I'm going to put an asterisk next to that and say, if you live in LA and randomly watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, um, there are these LA screenings of it where you watch in a big group and they have like props that you throw at the screen at certain points. So whenever the spoons appear in the pictures behind him, you throw spoons at the screen and oh. people are joining in on the lines. And apparently it's just a really fun time. It's kind of similar to the environment that we watched in when we were like screaming at the screen. Whoa. Um, so it's a bit like those Rocky Horror um, screenings where everyone like comes in like cosplay and stuff like that. So if you live in an area where they do that, I would recommend going to one of those because I have heard they're incredibly fun. Um, 
However, don't watch it on your own. It would be really boring on your own. Watch it with your friends and make fun of it. Um, what I recommend based on this is a bit of a left turn, but um, I'm going to recommend Rope by Hitchcock because um, it, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of it purely because um, the idea that like most of it takes place in one room. This was the first kind of idea of a one-take movie where it's based off a play, it all takes place in one room and it's these two guys who have murdered someone and are trying to hide the body throughout a dinner party as the night goes oh, on. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's what basically created films like 1917 where they all look like they're done in one take because this was the first movie to have ever done that. Um, so that's what I'm recommending based on this. And now... This isn't the end of the episode. No, ho, ho. Um, <laughs> instead, we are going to move on to the tier lists now. We're we doing tier list before series? Yes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because I think the theories are going to take a while. Mm. And I think I'm going to forget about the tier list if you don't do them first. Okay. Um, Jess, would you like to start us off? Is it just because I have my laptop open? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Go, go from okay, uh, cool. F. Oh, are we going F tier up? Uh, may as well. Okay. okay. So I've renamed all my tiers. Okay. <laughs> I will say that I am incredibly biased towards my own movies, and I'm very sorry about this, but I have a very particular taste. Um, in my F tier, which I've called Pure Chaos, but like in a bad way, um, I have put The Room and Ashley 2. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was that expression? Uh, it was it was just surprise of like actually doing that bad. I did not like yeah. it. I watched. Imagine it having imagine having one of your films in the bottom tier. <laughs> imagine having both both the films in the bottom tier being your films. First. No, I chose the room. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I chose just, the room. Yeah, yeah. But we knew it was bad. That was kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to defend myself. <laughs> um, in my next tier, I put. I live my life in extremes, so there's nothing in here. Oh, okay. Moving on to the next tier. Uh, I put, I was at least a little bored, but they had a minimum of 10 minutes entertainment, which I put um, Dead Poets, M. Whoa. Legally Blonde and Pulp Fiction. Legally Blonde gave you at least 10 minutes of entertainment. No, I, that was mainly targeted at M because I think the last 10 uh, minutes were entertaining. Okay. Legally Blonde, I, it, it gave me more entertainment, but I just couldn't. It's like an average movie Ooh. in the way that I really liked it and it's like a good chick flick. But I couldn't put it higher because there were just better things. And we mm. we watch a lot of very good movies. Um, I couldn't put Legally Blonde next to them. Okay, okay. Um, moving on to the next here, which is just labelled These Were Good. It is just um, a series of good movies that I enjoyed <laughs> but didn't really have much to say about. Which includes Piss and Boots, Citizen Kane, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, wow. and Gravity Falls. I really enjoyed The, ca- the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Really? I would actually watch it again. Oh, wow. Um, you should go back and listen to that episode then. Yeah, I know. I, I enjoyed it. I don't remember you liking it that much. The score was so good. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is this your A tier or B tier? That's my A, um, B tier. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought that was These your were good. Mm-hmm. No, moving on to my A tier, which is called... Um, this only makes sense if you see my top one, but these are my movies and some of the and movies that are similar to my movies, <laughs> um, which features Decision to Leave, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Eternal Sunshine of the Swatless Mind, Bones and All, and Brazil. Um, those aren't in necessarily any order. I really did like Brazil. Um, Good. And then Correct. the top tier is just called My Movies. Bones um, <laughs> and All and Brazil. Which just features... Um, 
after Sun first reformed and it's such a beautiful day. Yeah, okay, okay. I I think my favorite film we've watched on the show is still It's Such a Beautiful Day. Mm. Um I genuinely think it's one of the best movies I've ever watched. Um it's so unique. I could go on about that movie for a very you long time. Turn it around so we can see it. There's my Wait, this le- is le- gonna be really can, awesome. can you leave it so like we can see it so that um Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. so you can compare them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the viewers, if you want to get a visual, um, go back and write down what I just said. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> this is good audio quality. Her, oh, yeah, good yeah. Audio, no, good audio um, content. Um, this is exactly what you want. What's, what's your favourite non-you recommendation? Non-me recommendation. Um, sorry, t- that was me turning my laptop around. Um, it's probably... It's split between Bones and All in Brazil um really yeah wow well that's how the tear goes uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know you know whoever got these images should have picked more recognizable from yeah space whoever <laughs> got these images yeah um cool okay nice moving on should i go next yep um well i started naming my tears like jess and until space said that that we weren't doing that, <laughs> so um, the the first one like the S tier. Wait, no, we're going F up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Don't, no spoilers, Hannah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so F is just F. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in that one, I put the room and Legally Blonde. Oh. Uh, the next one D. Um, I put Decision to Leave. What is your problem with decision to leave? I mean, it, it does start with D. Um, yeah, and then I also, is that how you laid I, yours out? I put I put everything everywhere all at once in there, um, and I mm. I originally had that in the one above, but I I moved it down. Really? Um, yeah, just because of the whole Oscars scandal. Um, what well, Oscars scandal? Because it, no. right, it took just away the, too many things at the Just Oscars. that it won. Yeah, is that the yeah. scandal that it won? <laughs> yeah. oh, well, There's the, no scandal. I have, I have the best video to show you guys. It's like, like critics in June. Oh my God, everything everywhere all at once is like the best movie I've ever seen. Critics in February. I've everything everywhere all at once is so overrated. It's the worst movie ever. <laughs> and like, it like fills in the bits in between with like, people say, it's good. It should deserve every Oscar. Okay, it took away too. Like, it's so funny. It's very Yeah, relatable. no, people just even say, it, this indie movie, it's fantastic. Yeah. You can go watch it and then they're like, it's overrated. Yeah, Everyone yeah, knows when it about gets it. mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um, and then the next one, the C tier. Uh, well, the, the names I gave them were like uh, alliterative on the, the letter. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to give it oh. a name. But halfway through, um, Space told me not to. So, <laughs> so it's just... It's just, space it's just, it's just space well. told you to walk off the path with you? <laughs> uh, no, but I did stop naming my tears. And so this one's just called Could. Um, <laughs> it, it was going to have some more and in this one I have uh, the Black Mirror episode oh wow um, that's way higher than it was in my uh, books After Sun First Reformed Gravity Falls and Bones and All um, and they're the ones First that, Reformed was they're, they're the ones that I thought was uh, they, they were the ones I thought were you know not bad like good good films fascinating you um, put After Sun at the same level as Rachel J and Ashley too yeah that seems wrong yeah <laughs> that seems like a crime against humanity yeah well no but like if rachel j and ashley 2 would be lower down in that, that yeah tier. yeah um, okay uh and then the uh <laughs> oh the, the b1 uh i call br- between brilliant and basic um uh, they're the ones that are almost w- what a poetry now uh, <laughs> uh and th- this one had um wait so you're calling after some basic 
Uh, no, no. I, I just needed a word that began with B that didn't wouldn't <laughs> meant the opposite of brilliant. Um, uh, and in this one, I have it's such a beautiful day and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Um, then what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Then the uh, the the next one. The, I understand eternal sunshine. The the A the A tier. Um, uh, I think I forgot to finish typing it because it's just called almost absolutely whatever <laughs> else I don't know um, I thought so in this one I put um, uh, Citizen Kane M and Dead Poet Society uh, okay. Dead Poet Society being very high up at that tier list really? and M I think being a bit lower down I've got to say I don't love Dead Poets like I can appreciate it but I just didn't enjoy it that's really interesting um, uh, I think you can definitely see that I lean towards more surrealist movies and you lean towards like because I think Dead Poets does have much more in common with like older movies. It gives off that vibe. Mm, yeah. No, I just thought it was a really nice film. Um, no, it is. It's just not my thing. Uh, shame. Uh, because now we get on to my S tier, oh, otherwise known as uh, seriously slick cinema. Cinema being spelled with an S. You spelled cinema with an S? Yeah, you can see it if you want. <laughs> wow, what an excellent use of sibilance. <laughs> Um, and in this one, I have uh, Clockwork Orange, which Jess, sorry, did see. Um, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, Pulp Fiction, and Brazil. Pulp Fiction S tier. Yeah. You liked it that what? much? Yeah, Pulp Fiction m- m- lower down in S tier, but yeah, yeah, still. Wait, so wow. look, circling back, because I did go on a little run about such a beautiful day, you didn't like it as much? Oh uh, no no I did I did here. I did yeah yeah I liked it more than um, Bones and All first reform Gravity Falls and stuff and they are I, I thought they were I thought I thought it was it was good it just wasn't like um, what made it lower in your books uh, it, it it was just I don't know it didn't have um, I like I don't know it just didn't it didn't like you know go like really far for me like the other films did. Um, and I still don't get me wrong. I thought it was. I still thought it was good. And the the between brilliant and basic was a bit of a a, a, a mean title because I couldn't find any good B words. Um, uh, I still thought it was good. Um, and What's I liked your dictionary it. in the words. Um, and um, uh, I, yeah, no, no. It it was just like I don't know. Um, could could have gone higher, but uh, didn't. Where did Gravity Falls go again? Uh, oh, no. I love how we're just looking through for our personal <laughs> favourites. Like, where did you put it? Gravity Falls, same level as First Reformed. First Reformed was good. I can, well, First Reformed on C tier. What is your problem? You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like First Reformed much? Huh? Uh, No, no, I did. I did. I mean, I just didn't love it. See, I think you just don't... I think... You like movies that are more like... About a town, almost not character studies. <laughs> about a make... town. No, 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 but you know what I mean. Like, um... <laughs> no, but like I, I about a collection know, I don't know of about people. That. No, because like Dr. Caligari, like it became like almost like a detective mystery, and it was all these different elements, and it could happen within the community of the town. And the same happened with M, where it the character almost became like the city itself. I feel like M and Caligari have something more in common then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say my my liking of films is entirely based on towns. Um, I didn't mean and also, towns. Also, also, um, also, also, just the the rating of a film isn't 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 like a, a personal thing. So yeah, yeah. don't 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 feel you have I'm to justify um, why why we put 
all of the films. It's in fine, tiers. Hammer. I'll go um, cry in my bedroom a di- another time. Seriously, slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, space. It's your turn. <clears throat> okay. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, In so, case anyone was wondering, that banging sound um, was face murdering his laptop. So my, mine is uh, what you would call, I think, negative skew, which annoyingly means that most of the stuff is in the positive. I'm pretty sure. Um, so Wait, it might. Doesn't that mean positive skew? It's it's like one of the weird reverse things. Why is it in reverse? I don't know. Um, I thought like positive skew mean like you skew positive. Yeah, it's something to Apparently do. Not. It's something to do with the uh, like where the median and mode and stuff are relative to the. Uh, mean i think okay. um i'm not sure um but anyway <laughs> interesting <economic laughs> now that we've got that out of the way <laughs> um so in my f tier uh, i'm guessing you guys can guess what's in my f tier there's only one decision to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, i would like to say you watched a film where you you're bad at subtitles in the first place and you watched it on two times speed no to be fair decision to leave was probably just a good film it's just, it's just bad for the memes you know yeah it's yeah. bad for the memes and the fact that you can't read subtitles yeah yeah i mean well i, mm, I was just, i had a very unpleasant time watching it um but it was it was funny for that one character. Um, but he was like gone quicker than he was in the film. And also the Which character? Um what's his name? Um uh, <laughs> Ken- Kenny? Uh what's his name? Teddy? I could no, I wanted to I wanted to include him in my theory, but I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't find him. one, it took me ages to learn the decision to leave characters' names anyway, because not to get too political or anything, but I'd go on IMDB to get the characters' names and it would be the actors' names and the characters' names and I couldn't tell them apart. Um and so I had to like I oh, don't even space. know if I have the right the right <laughs> character names. It's the actors running around. <laughs> um but yeah, well, I don't know what his name was, but he was great. But yeah, no, apart apart from that, yeah. Yeah, F tier. Um, my D tier, I put the room. Um, but this was actually before we watched it yesterday. So, oh <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no, I moved it up today actually. Um, my C tier, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, Whoa! Yeah, I think I really shouldn't have rewatched it. I would like to say everything, everywhere, all at once was in my C tier, but then I, oh, sorry, my B tier, and then I moved it up. Like oh, it was in my C tier, and I moved it. Uh, I moved it down while you were talking. I switched <laughs> person boots. And everything, everywhere, all at once, like 10 minutes before we started. Moving Puss in Boots down. And everything, everywhere, all at once. Interesting. Up. Yeah, no, I think I, I think it really suffered from the from the rewatch for me. Um, and I'm going to be a bit more careful with rewatches going forward because I don't want to... Because also Pulp Fiction honestly probably would have been in my S tier. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah. I, I rewatched anyway, it too soon. Keep going. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think I've watched it four times now. Whoa. Um... I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Uh. I think I was just it was it was the end it was at the end of a week where I had seven GCSEs, um, and Stops. in like four days, and so I was very tired. I didn't understand what was happening. I think I nearly <laughs> fell asleep during the last ten Ch- minutes. Of challenge it. to the listeners: find out what exam boards and exam <laughs> from that information. Um, okay, in my B tier, I put um, this is in no particular order. Rachel J, M, Brazil, Caligari, and Aftersun. Um, what a list. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I enjoyed Aftersun. I'm surprised Aftersun is so low, actually. Um, I'm surprised Ashley 2 is so high for you guys. I Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I, I think it, it especially fell off in the third act. I think I that. resent it a bit because 
it is so bad in comparison to the rest of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. It like it. I got mad at it. <laughs> yeah, but I I thought it would be the most interesting to talk about because a lot of the other Black Mirror ones is like, oh, this is just like a perfect way to spend an hour and this is a perfectly told story this is amazing yeah uh, so i thought it would be more interesting to have a, a bit of a, a controversial episode i mean discussion um and yeah yeah um yeah and then m yeah and then and then that's that's the b tier for a tier i have gravity falls pulp fiction and which i think suffered from the from the rewatch citizen kane puss in boots and bones and all um yeah, which now I'm thinking like I don't know, was Bones and All that fun during the watch? Maybe I got sullied because Bones and All has been so integral. To it. I really <laughs> I really like the aesthetic. Yeah, no, it's of really Bones pretty. and All. I think the cinematography drags it up mm. so much. It is just a gorgeous film. Yeah. And then in my S tier, I have First Reformed, which I loved. And it's like such a like powerful yes! <laughs> like thing. And such a cool story and like the characters are so interesting and it's so like thoughtful um and like pensive and it's it's like really well done and i really really enjoyed it um and it was and it was really funny like i don't think about that that much but it was hilarious um so yeah it was Do a great film in the blood on the <laughs> i don't remember the tune um <laughs> eternal eternal sunshine just handled handled itself perfectly um like took a premise handled it handled it great a um, bit lazy at the end with the them just meeting each other anyway, but but it was really good. Yeah, it's such a beautiful day. It was fantastic. Um, kind of, yeah, it's such a shame that like I was so tired on the day that we watched it because I actually don't know if it would be the equivalent of like a Legally Blonde or something where like or like Legally Blonde or Clockwork Orange where they're just incredible the whole way through relentlessly. Legally Blonde. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legally Blonde, like, okay. my, my, my utility just, like, so high in the entire... It's just, wow. like, pure joy. I will say, I've, I watched it... Um, it's such a beautiful day. I've watched it three times now. Wow. Uh, it is genuinely my second favourite movie now. Oh. Behind Paris Heights. Yeah. No, I, I hope I hope. Uh, uh, it's such a beautiful day has a uh, has an improvement on the rewatch for me. Um, but, it, but it was... I mean, this is me putting it in the estate. Like, it was... It I will say really that there, I didn't think there was, but when you watch it through, there's a surprising amount of continuity between like the ideas. So like the whole yeah. thing of a trout actually comes up in the first section of the film. Really? Um, and there's like several callbacks. It was the second section um, where he, he, yeah, like there's a lot of interwoven threads that you don't notice the first time through. Mm. Um, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the same with a lot of movies, like Pulp Fiction, when we were watching it together. Um, I realized a lot of stuff. But yeah, Dead Poets took, like, just, like, great and, like, took the direction and characters and stuff in such an interesting place. Lovely thing of watching. Beautiful cinematography. Um, important theory. Um, and, Ooh. yeah, and Illegally Blonde and Clockwork Orange. Love them so much. Legally Blonde, so funny. Clockwork Orange, so interesting and scary and cool. Um yeah, so my my list I feel is like I need yeah, to go back and watch Clockwork Orange now. Uh, yeah, but my list is skewed in the in the positive. Yeah, direction. that is very skewed. <laughs> yeah, I think you had way more S tier than the rest of us because I only put three movies up there. Oh, you're yeah. the same amount as me. Oh, in the in the S tier. Yeah, ours are, ours are about similar. I I tried to limit my S tier, um, because I was like, I want to make sure that like it means something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so A tier is basically like really good movies, and then S tier is like. 
this is going to impact me for the rest of my life and I'm going to view my entire world differently because of these films. Yeah. Like First Reformed, I think genuinely changed the way I look at the world around me. Um, And I was like, it was constantly on my mind for like several weeks after I watched it. Um, Also going to chapel every week. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Did you ever, did chapel ever remind you of First Reformed? Never. Me not once. Really? No. Also, I read a lot of literature in English class, obviously. Um, and we were reading a section about the church um, and the way he was going about it. I kept on wanting to reference First Reformed. Uh, it was like <laughs> the dictionary. Well, you've watched multiple. Oh, wait, no, you haven't watched multiple times. I haven't because it scarred me the first time and I am scared to rewatch it. I think I might rewatch it with um, my family. At some point. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I might drag my mum through it. Um, she is very up to watching artsy movies weirdly enough mm. um and she actually found a movie that i had never heard of before so that was impressive mm. but yeah okay moving on to the most highly anticipated part of this episode Hi, and welcome back to Field Theory, the show where we try to list all the films and see how they're connected. But first question, how is the ocean monument in Minecraft related to Islamic culture? Well, to start... Wait, what? Well, that's just a theory. A A film theory. And cut. cut. That's another 7K of the budget. Um, (laughs) It's not copyrighted. I don't think Matt Pat's copyrighted it. That, no, that, that sorry, that that Islamic Ocean Monument Temple thing. That's an actual thing in the actual MatPat video. Of, really? Of, of explaining the the background of ocean monuments in that's Minecraft. That's very weird. Yeah. Okay. You know, he scarred me as a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch his videos when I was like really young, and there he puts like scary mu- music in the background, and yeah, he does like yeah. a lot of FNAF videos, and there was like one about Mario where he was like going through and documenting like oh, his God. genealogy, and it was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> Oh, you're gonna you're gonna make me start wanting to watch film theory videos. Don't don't. Um, okay. Talking um, of film theory, space. Would you like to start? I us think off? we should start with space. It's gonna take the longest. Uh, am I going first? Yes. If you want. It's gonna be an anti-climax because ours aren't as good. Okay. Do you not want D- to? Jen, I, I want to okay. hear yours first. It's not good. Um, basically, I split it up into. I can't read my own handwriting. I split it up into eras of the world. So I've got a timeline drawn out. And the first section is called the fairy tale era, or um, as I like to refer to it, the fearless era, because I named, I went through them and named them after Taylor Swift eras. Oh, yeah. Because I am a Swifty, in case anyone didn't know that. Mm, because of that one of the episode where they sing a song about it. Uh, go on, go on, go on. They go sing on, a go on, go on. song about Taylor Swift. I did not know that, but um, moving on. Um, <laughs> basically, the first one in my timeline is M. Wait, wait, I need to figure out... Okay, I need to explain exactly what's happening in the world at this point. Yeah. Because basically, um, it's very fairy tale esque It's based off the Puss in Boots world, where they're sectioned off in like this far, far away over here, and then there's this town over here. And the idea is that the world is split into all these very little like towns that are quite segregated from each other. Again um, with the town. Love this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll call it split into hamlets. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but, um into little like areas i can't say town now <laughs> split into little areas um that kind of have like their own like internal stories going on and it's quite similar to how like kind of england was in the middle ages where um they're quite isolated from each other 
um, and they'd have some interaction, but um, it was so hard to travel between them that you tended to get like entire ecosystems in particular like centers. Yeah. If that makes sense. So um, M, once again, takes place within a kind of set area. Um, <laughs> not town. <laughs> Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Puss in Boots will take place within this section of the world where it's kind of like these fairy tales, mystery-esque stuff, um, very isolated. That's how the world is happening at the moment. <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> yeah, how's, what about like, how is M and Puss in Boots in like the same world? Because they're, they're, not, they're isolated. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just in different areas. Well, like the entire world is technically, it's like operating these like segregated things. Capitalism hasn't started yet. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. So then next is Citizen Kane. And wait, are, are Caligari and M in the same place? Um, They're not in the same place, but they're in the same time. Okay. I'm I, I'm doing this by timeline. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, then Citizen Kane happens and the process of globalization and um, <laughs> capitalism comes in. You <laughs> <laughs> just go woo at capitalism. Anyway, um, and this slowly transitions the world into a dystopia, which I call um, very creatively the dystopia era or the reputation era. Um, also, after Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's the Taylor Swift era it's in. Um, Citizen Kane transitions into Brazil, which I think was a twist of how early it happens in the timeline. Oh, that was sure. my that was what this was entirely crafted around. I was like, I want Brazil to happen earlier in the timeline. Um and basically, um, yeah, so Citizen Kane, um Kane is like known as the guy who kind of like transitioned the world into this more like capitalistic and like monetarily yeah. focused um society. Um and then slowly as all of the towns start to integrate, um there is a full-out war that develops and they basically start fighting for dominance and what emerges is then an authoritarian government um, in Brazil, uh, which is the victor. And obviously because there was political instability um, previously, they want it, it tends to develop more authoritarian states, one-party states, um, because they're trying to hold on to that power, especially because they fought for it in the first place. It's kind of what happened in China because there were so many dynasties. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then within this time period, the other films that happen is "It's Such a Beautiful Day," which is one person living within the dystopia, um, because uh, the way that they treat the mental health, um, it's so isolated. Um, he, like his slow decay of his brain kind of represents someone within this society. But is this before it's gone like full Brazil? No, it's gone full Brazil. Oh, but don't. But what about us seeing Bill like walking around, like living? Well, Braz Brazil happens in the capital, doesn't it? Uh oh, oh yeah. So, sure. although the oh. government in Brazil is controlling everything, not everywhere looks like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay. Um. Then Dead Poet Society also takes place during this time period. It's <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> you have to take some creative liberties with this. Okay. Um, it's why um Neil's dad is so um like persistent against him like swaying the status quo. Uh, um, and the idea that everyone has going to be one thing. And this teacher, what happens is he doesn't leave the school. He's murdered by the government. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I buy it. I buy it. Ke- Ke- Keats is a dissenter. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, the room happens, and the reason they never <laughs> the reason <laughs> the reason they never leave the room, um, and we never see the one side of the room is because they're actually in the capital of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> and that's um why they never leave because they're leaving an authoritarian government <laughs> i know it's dumb no no it, it makes it makes sense it makes sense yeah, yeah. except that we that we they see leave the, the room <laughs> the, yeah apparently they leave the but room. it's not happening in the capital the capital it's happening like slightly outside but they're still closer to the event that that would like, explain why we see like play. differing monuments about, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like information like me- memory hole jumbled up like it is in bikira six <laughs> They call it San Frantokia. Oh, sure. <laughs> anyway, um, then the transition um, between the dystopian era and then the, what I call um, the depression era is, which I also call the midnight era, if we're going by yep, yep. Taylor Swift terms, um, is Legally Blonde, uh, <laughs> in which Elwood... <laughs> Starts a revolution, <laughs> and she, as a legal extraordinaire, leads the revolution. What? Like it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm factoring in legally blonde too because I think it's funny. See, when she goes to the capital and she starts fighting for dog rights, that is what inspires people. And on top of dog rights, she fights for everyone's rights. <laughs> and yeah, so Elwood's is known as like. The revolutionary extraordinaire, her goodness and Damn. pinkness. So Elle Woods is growing up under the Brazil empire. Yes, which is why she thinks that she can only be like a model and one form of a woman. Oh. Um, yeah, so it makes her rejection okay. of that even stronger. Is, is the Brazil uh, stuff, is the Brazil empire sexist? Um, I think so. Oh, maybe 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 <laughs> Lily Blonde shouldn't have been so low on my tier list now that I know this much about it. <laughs> I think that also as time has gone on because of the dystopian yeah, era took a, place a over quite a long period of time, I think that Brazil's government has like slightly receded how much authoritarian control they had. Okay. I think they had a bit of like a Prague Spring kind of situation. Um I think that like this this was coming for a while and it is a little bit more relaxed than it was, but it's definitely still there. Um, so then Legally Blonde breaks out of that and we have a series of movies that basically are dealing with the aftermath of the effect on the human population um, and how like... <laughs> What's left? You've already done it such a beautiful day. What's the aftermath? Um, it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Basically, a ton of companies come out and they're trying to... Um, there's kind of two, a few films where it's like um, companies trying to basically answer the request of the public to fix the problems that they've kind of developed mentally uh, in response to yeah, such an authoritarian yeah. government. So you have Ashley 2, which are creating artificial friends <laughs> in response. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is obviously memory erasure. Yeah. Uh, it's not just used for break ups, it's used for people who are tortured as well. Um, oh, that's really clever. That's really smart. <laughs> that's a really good way to look at it. First Reformed also happens then because religion has like kind of gained more following mm. as time has gone on. And also he turns to religion in response to his wife dying. Um, oh, wasn't it his son dying? Oh, sorry, his son dying. I haven't watched it in a while. Mm. Um, we never find out exactly how his son died. So maybe it was a result it of was, oh. the government. It was, in, was it a war? 
Oh, yeah, it was the war that <laughs> Elwood started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, he was he was one of Elwood's sons. I buy that. I can I believe that um, in Toller's son. After Sun also takes place in this period. I think it's a fox. Oh, okay. Uh yeah? Sorry. After Sun also takes place in this period. Um after Sun. Okay, how does it, that... It's quite separate. It's just the idea that he um, is depressed. <laughs> he, he He's just suffering, and the younger generation doesn't truly understand the separation oh. between what has happened and what they're living in um, because of Elwood's... <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. And then um, we go into the lover era, or the magical girl era. <laughs> what's left? Um, Pulp fiction. Okay. I think I forgot to... Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay everyone start again from the beginning <laughs> I think I forgot to put Pulp Fiction in there but I'm going to place it during the dystopia era and um, like gangs are going wild or something Okay, yeah, I yeah. forgot about it my bad Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot going on here okay mm. <laughs> my notes are a mess um, then during the lover era um, uh, Gravity Falls starts taking place um, and um Gravity Falls is actually in one of the less leftover hamlets um, that was in the fairy tale era. So okay. what's left over from the magical place? You could even say it's far, um, it's far, far away. Oh, so it's where Shrek took place. It's just like a really like it, yeah, it's what's left over. So there's magical yeah. like key lines and stuff there okay. that aren't in other places. Um, so Gravity Falls takes place. Um, obviously, you have the entire weird Mageddon um, and the event starts to ripple out uh, across the many multiverses um <laughs> and it's basically um what happens is that joy is actually the same type of being as bill yeah um, <laughs> did you put that as well uh, no 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 but i, I buy it uh yes yeah, so they're the same they do actually do similar types of things mm. where they like transform things um they have very similar power sets. You know, you said this on the Gravity Falls episode and I was like, I don't remember Bill transforming anything. And I still don't. He transforms that guy's orifices. Okay, yeah. Okay. And he turns people to stone. Okay. Well, okay, 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 fair. True, true, true. What, what does Jimmy Tabaki do that, that makes that? She turns someone's head into confetti. True. Okay, okay, I take it back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I okay, know okay. what I'm doing, Space. <laughs> okay. Hannah okay. hasn't talked in like 20 minutes. I'm just such a good listener. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then. A audience, sorry. Good. <laughs> everything, everywhere. Wait, sorry. The next thing that happens overlaps with everything, everywhere, all at once. Like the beginning of it and then what happens later. So bones and all and decision to leave oh, yeah. happen at the beginning of where everything, everywhere, all at once is starting. Um, so the universe is starting to like crumble and you know there's that one bit where they say like um everything feels slightly off like your coffee never tastes the same your hair is never the same so that's kind of why bones and all and decision to leave happen um bones and all is actually because it happens in the midwest as well um it's very close to um the gravity falls town i forgot what it's called uh gravity falls oh is it literally called gravity falls okay it happens in, in oregon happens very close to gravity falls um and essentially what has happened is it's it's why those people are like have this sudden urge to eat people like um kind of the broken magic has started to leak out into certain uh. people um and so that's why it's like slightly off and then decision to leave like both of them kind of feel unsettled in their life and the reason that they keep on looking for each other and can't 
um, kind of find their places in the world is also because of like the slight offness that is created by the multiverse slowly collapsing. Um, and then everything at everything everywhere all at once um, occurs. Um, yes, and that's the end of the last. Song. Wow, I I think the best part was definitely the post. Oh no, uh, the the AI and the the memory wiping tech all being to cure the Brazil trauma that inflicted the entire population. <laughs> I think that was really good. That was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort. Uh, yeah, no, no, that was fun. I think I I tried to incorporate real world history into it because I was thinking a lot about like um kind of the Nazis and then the Cold War response um exchange to World War Two mm. um and how that factored into like human responses and I wanted to see that like happen within the Brazil world. I kind of saw them as a Nazi regime. Yeah. <laughs> and where do you want to go? Uh, okay, okay. Well, I came up with mine in a in a just slight rush for personal reasons, um, <laughs> uh, but but here we go. So uh, I thought because because obviously Jess didn't see uh, Clockwork Orange, um, oh, yeah. I thought you know I should get, give a little description of what happens in it. Oh yeah. Um, oh fun. And so so at the beginning you see um, Alex, who's the leader of the if he has this gang called his Droogs. And they go around committing like violence and and like rape and burglary. And that's where like the raindrops oh, oh, keep oh, falling on my head. Scene well. happens. Um, they're very violent actually. It's it's kind of grave actually. Uh, yeah. Raindrop what? You know, like that's all like raindrops keep falling on my head. Is Do that they... in Clockwork Orange? I don't remember that. Me neither. Oh, my mum said it was in. The... <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh, what's a shame that your mum's probably last mention is. It's falsehood. <laughs> they, they, there's My a bit where they sing. Great, okay. <laughs> there's a bit where they sing singing in the rain while they're like beating up this woman. Oh, um, I think it might have been that she got yeah. confused. Uh, okay. uh, she said it ruined the song for her. Well, I don't blame her. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so so they go around committing all this violence, Alex and his droogs. But then he gets kind of ditched by his droogs and arrested by the police. Um, and so he undergoes this whole like therapy thing with the eye um, opening. Yeah, and part of it is, is they show him really scarring films. One such film being The Room, which um, <laughs> tra- <laughs> I thought they showed him his own crime. <laughs> they do. No, 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 they show like random crimes. Yeah, like, um, yeah, uh, and and one such being being The Room, which which um, makes him <laughs> like a, almost allergic to to violence and sex and everything, oh. and so this causes him oh my God. a ton of tra- trauma like in the third act of the film until he ends up in hospital um and after having you know he has this operation because of an injury from it the last shot it zooms out of him and it's it mirrors the first shot and you you see him having this evil planning look and it ends kind of on a cliffhanger uh and so what what many people don't notice uh what many people don't know is that that right right after this he um actually reforms his droogs this time bigger and stronger um (laughs) under the the name of the syndicate Um, oh is this brazil uh no 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 this is uh alex in in clockwork orange yeah i know but is this leading in for brazil uh well every it's leading into everything hold your horses okay sorry sorry. um uh so alex and his and his syndicate um so in clockwork orange they're they're famous Famous for wearing their like white breeches and and like bowler hat outfit. Yeah. Um. In in their new uh, uh, reform, they they get really into nineteen thirties fashion, which means that in um, 
So during the the events of, of M, you may think it took place in the 1930s. Well, really, the um, the criminal gang which pursues the child murder was none other than oh, Alex's oh, new syndicate. Oh, of course. <laughs> They get really into 1930s fashion. Of course, of course. Um, And and so so the the events of M show uh, the child murderer um, being pursued by the police and Alex's syndicate. Wait, wait, is is Alex anti-child murdering? Yeah, well, because don't you remember, Alex's crime syndicate. He's anti-violence now. Uh, Well, no, he's not anti-violence. It's just the child murderer is getting in the way of what he's doing. And so he and his syndicate track down M, uh, the the child murderer, and put him in this kangaroo court, and he's eventually sentenced to be in a mental asylum, much to, you know, the child murderer obviously doesn't want to be in this asylum. But anyway, moving on to the the Caligari, (laughs) cabinet of Dr. Caligari, we we return to the child murderer (laughs) living out his days in Caligari, Asylum, but this child murderer doesn't give up like that. Uh, uh, disguising as Caligari, he um, starts the uh, using his position in the asylum starts the killings which happen throughout the cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Oh. And you may think you may think that Alan was murdered for tempting fate. It was actually Alex from Clockwork Orange <laughs> who was murdered for putting M in his asylum. <laughs> Um, The names even sound similar. (laughs) This is a pathetic disguise. (laughs) You know, in like Shang Chi, where um, she's like, you named your code name is Sean, like Shang to Uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, so now Alex is dead, and the uh, the the Droog Syndicate take on their next leader, Marcellus Wallace. Who in, in pop fiction <laughs> is the man in charge of in charge of? They're just uh, the like gang. looking for people to follow. It's <laughs> like the minions. Yeah, and so and so so what's happening to the child murderer? Well, um, trying to get a final stab at the syndicate that put him down so long ago, he but becomes a boxer under the name of Butch and trying to sabotage them ends up chased by the syndicate. I love how many like, game changes <laughs> and there disguises. are. Disguises. He's like, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is like like. The film's actually just like fully in their actual form happened, yeah. and I'm tying them together. And you're like, no, 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 this character is this character. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, so M after M after after killing Alex and Caligari returns as Butch in Pulp Fiction to try and undermine the Syndicate, but eventually has to run away because the you know the whole ordeal with the. Um... But doesn't Butch work for the Syndicate? Well, he does, but he's trying to stab them in the back from uh, inside. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, genius. Yeah, and so so Butch and uh, or M, we'll call him M. Uh, and his girlfriend run away to try and avoid um, the syndicate. Um, so next we see we see um, indecision to leave. A ton of murders oh, wow. of important people, like uh, and all these murders are they've been framed by the police on this random girl. When really it was the uh, the Droog syndicate trying to track down M. We to, see to stop her, her kill the guy. <laughs> uh, well, maybe she she was just what she was just part of the syndicate. Or maybe um, she's the girl. Um, she's Butch's girlfriend. Oh, I feel like she wouldn't okay. do such a thing. But okay. no, no, no. I I feel like we just we just fell for it, like the police. Yeah, did. yeah. Oh, right. We yeah. we completely fell for it. It's not a girl killing all these people. It's the Droog Syndicate trying to track down M, who has meanwhile. I love how you've just completely discarded decisions to leave plotline. <laughs> um, I don't even remember it. Um, <laughs> and so so M, having you know, he, he maybe maybe broke up with his girlfriend. We don't see much of her from now on. 
uh, looks back on his former life and goes back to the events of M and remembers <laughs> that time when he was caught by the syndicate and held on trial. Um, uh, and and what let him down? It was his bad lawyer. So you may be wondering how on earth L, <laughs> as uh, just like a, a silly popular girl from a random school, gets into Harvard Law. Well, who was on the admissions board but M himself? <laughs> Seeing her as the perfect lawyer, just in case he, he got into a similar situation. What? Wouldn't want to make the same mistake twice. So now I thought I'd give you a little bit of, of M's backstory. Um, so as a child, he, he was at a, a private boarding school where his eccentric English teacher <laughs> spread the message carpe diem, seize the day, which he misinterpreted to be seize the days from other people. <laughs> um, uh, uh, gr- growing up, before he became the, the notorious child killer, he had a life as a, as a, as a father with, with a daughter. Stuff on now. Uh, no, 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 no. This all makes perfect sense. Yeah. So you, so you, you remember at the end of After Sun when we see the father um, going away from his daughter, and there's there's the possible interpretation that maybe that was the last time he saw her, and you can see the the father's declining mental state. Well, in M, he talks about how the only reason he kills children is to um, stop their like his his mental illness in his head. Well, the reason that M experiences the mental illness and has to kill child kill children is from when in After Sun he lost his daughter after their their trip to um, Turkey. <laughs> um, so what is happening? So his 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 state declined, and realizing that that all he can do is seize the days from children to save his own sanity, he um his his first victim is none other than the the son of the the priest in. First yeah. no! <laughs> <laughs> um, and and after that, you you know the rest. His no. his interaction with the with the Drukes and Dickett and and so on. I love how these aren't in order. Um, no, I've just, I've just gone back for his backstory. So now okay. now back back to back to where we got up to. He's he's just you know got his his lawyer L ready to for his final face off with the with the Drugs. Oh um, God. Uh, and so, uh, he so I, 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 I'll diverge to, to what's happening in the meantime. So you, you remember in the, the episodes of Gravity Falls we watched, uh, the, uh, Bill in his brief, um, stay on earth unleashed all this, this weirdness. And, and you, you, you remember that his weird bubbles and there's that one bit where, where Dipper and Mabel drive into one weird bubble and turn into weird sausage peoples. Well, that is actually not how... Dipper and Mabel, I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different Wendy, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. That's um, the final reference to my uh, mum. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, and get turned into the... Then the, when they're in one of those bubbles, turned into sausage, and, like, each oh, bubble is, like, God. a weird oh, parallel no. universe of themselves. Well, oh, you, you, may, you may notice a, um, a parallel between that and everything everywhere oh. all at once. Oh. Which um which follows the story of some people who who trying to uh, undermine Bill's weirdness regime have oh. have learnt how to go between the weird parallel universes the the sausage one being uh, an overlap between those showed in Gravity Falls and those in oh, Everything Everywhere so all at so once obvious yeah well so uh, uh we'll leave that there for now. And let's think about Citizen Kane. So you you all you know, you all know the, the backstory behind Citizen Kane. It was Kane was like a, a mockery of like a or like a parody of a real person who was alive at the time. And 
Yeah. And the whole story is like based on this guy who did a similar thing to Citizen Kane. Well, the man who Kane was based on was none other than M himself, who seizing the instability from the, the wait, weirdness. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, so, so in Kane this is world, a movie. Kane is a movie. Kane, Kane is, is a, a movie, movie. based okay. on on oh my god <laughs> on the the, the real events. Uh, which many people mistake for some random journalist guy was actually M, who in the instability caused by the weirdness of Bill's uh, visit to Earth, uh, did exactly what Kane did and built a huge empire of news controlling the media and what people thought, so that by by the time he was um, he was in in his sixties, the the world had turned into Brazil with him at the top. Um, it, to, to gain what? Uh, it's it's part of his plan for for revenge on the Drugs. Oh. Um, and Where are so, the Drugs? Well, you remember remember Harry Tuttle and his his friend of of rebel heating engineers. No, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Tuttle from Brazil. I, I don't remember now, but I'm just like trying to check all these names because it's not even their real names at this point. <laughs> so so in Brazil, you see um, the heating engineers who are rebels that go against the system of Brazil. They're the Drugs. Mm. Well, of course, they're the Drugs trying to go against. M, oh. who's in charge. Oh, so now the rebels are evil. No, now they're good. Yeah. Wait, so the Drugs have turned good. They're oh the God. heating engineers, and M oh. is at the top of Brazil. Oh, that's fascinating. All we, we we can't say who's good or evil. All we yeah, know is... moral greyness. Yeah, well. I know. We've done a... a, a oh. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so so how does M keep control with the, these heating engineers? Well, his first step was based on a, a popular pop singer to release these... AI little dolls based on um, on the course. singer, which uh, spread the message to to young children. Well, actually, no, no. What 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 happened? He's creating is that an army of teenage. Girls. Imagine, imagine the um, imagine, imagine if you're 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 a lonely. We have got to catch that child. He saw how effective Elwood's was, and he was like, "I need more teenage girls." Well, well, not not quite, not quite. You you it it, it was a. Uh, a risky, a risky strategy, and you know could easily <laughs> not even looking at not, the not, not have worked. Um, but 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 M's plan was to release these these AIs so that um, and his plan worked uh, despite the odds. So that the the awkward lonely teenagers of the of the world would would see friendship in this really friendly, really nice little AI. Uh, and so for a few years it worked and everyone everyone loved the AI. Everyone became such close friends with their own personal AI that they lost human... Con- the, the, the young Wait, so lost- the ending of Ashley 2 doesn't happen where she shuts down all of the... Well, this this is right before that happens. Um, uh, I'll, I'll get to that, don't okay. worry. Um, so so having become so attached to their AIs, the, the young population... Uh, like became distance from each other, um, and so when at the end of the episode, uh, all the all the Ashleys were was shut down, the the youth realised that they they were craving human contact so much as to even want to be eating other humans, and so so we we move on to bones and all where we see the aftermath of the AIs the the youth <laughs> are unable to to keep their their hands and mouths off each other, um. This is where Em's plan works. Using the, the cannibal youth as, as his um, secret method. Wait, so he planned for them to become cannibals? <laughs> exactly. That's how he keeps the, uh, the heating engineers at bay. Heating engineers always going into people's houses, helping the heating, um, constantly being, being eaten by the, the cannibalistic youth. Uh, and so with, 
with um with the with the Drug Syndicate almost extinct, M reigns at the top of the Brazil society. And this is where we loop back to the beginning. Um so you may remember that um in the in the process of of uh Alex's therapy in Clockwork Orange. He was shown the room, which which since then <laughs> oh has gained the uh, the status as there's the worst film in the world. Uh, now this was very upsetting for for much of the crew, especially Denny, the the young nerdy awkward guy with with lots of big ideas, and he seeing that his his life's work, the room, is just a complete mockery, he decides <laughs> he's gonna have one final stab at the system. And so he invents a device which he would later sell for, for general use, which erases the memories of those who it's used upon and goes straight to the top, erasing M's memory and allowing the authoritarian uh, system of Brazil to crumble. I actually don't him. understand what happened in that plot point. <laughs> And that's how it ends. Yeah, and then so it ends. Wait, where is it? Such a beautiful day. Uh, oh wait, no, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> where, where is that? It's... Well, so where's everything in all at once? That's that's yeah, the yeah. other dimensions with the sausage. Oh right, right, right. So wait, uh, just, this is like a side plot that goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, concurrent. okay, okay. Uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I oh yeah, I forgot to write it on my my main list. In I just remember it. What was it? Oh yeah. So you may it, this it, it takes place sort of early on in in M's career. Right, but it t- during M, you realise he's on that that scare of killing children. Well, you may remember in in it's such a wonderful day, the uh, the brother with the metal beautiful. arms, um, the brother with with metal arms, who oh, uh, God. who disappears into the oh. sea. He didn't drown by water. What? <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. What? Oh <laughs> wait, what? Huh? Who just- he, he was killed by M. Why? Dude, who's a child? Yeah, one, oh. of, one, of, one of M's oh early victims. Oh. The brother with metal arms. Oh, man. Oh, I want to swear so bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mind blown. Wow, I, I love how, how at the end the world got to like be freed from the tyranny of M, even though like all the movies had already been included up to, like the room had already been included up to that point so it wasn't even that you had to include the room and you had to like add another plot point of M coming back down it's just like for the for the good of all these characters we needed to include its um eternal sunshine Her- that was oh. the plot point that's why they yeah oh that's how the technology gets involved i see yeah. oh okay no that was incredible that is I've been outclassed. That, <laughs> that was a, a magnificent theory. I loved, that was your magnum opus. That was, never... that was your magnum opus. I love how there is like one main character. He has like a life's goal. Like we have the... Oh, you're, you're making I'm, me forget I'm, that, yeah, that M and Clockwork Orange are even like different <laughs> movies. Like just like pinning this... this... I, I can't get over the first reformed. His son being killed by M. Wait, 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 why was why did M kill first reformed son again? Because he's a kid, I don't know. No, wasn't was it? It was his it was his first murder. <laughs> and, then, and then shortly after he had his second first murder with with Army. Oh uh, no Army was just just one of the, in, uh, in his in his height that they talk about in the film. His height wow. in his height of, of killing. Oh yeah. Oh man. No and then <laughs> It's pretty hot in here. You can open the door if you want. Will it not ruin the sound quality? Probably. Um, I'll just suffer. <laughs> uh, oh my god, we have 
yeah, just like this this battle of I can't I can't even use the words good and evil. Just like raging between this this protagonist and group of antagonists, just spanning generations and all all forms and shapes and forms and just linking between between droogs and and murderers in in one era and then heating engineers and and a newspaper tycoon dystopian godhood in another era. Just lawyers. That was that was it that was extraordinary and unput into wordifiable Lee call for half an hour of, of screen burning. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. Wow. Okay, space. <clears throat> oh. He's typed this up at least three times. I can see he had a one note, um, no. and then he started typing it up and <laughs> No, 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 no. I made that. Was, you sent it in an email. <laughs> that was just so I could move it between the computers. Um, okay, okay. So, so the way my theory starts. Oh, God, sorry, I'm already so nervous for this. this I haven't been this tense since Endgame. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. This and Kane is a good movie. Everything links together. It closes up pretty tightly. We've seen Kane die. Everything good. But there's one lingering thread. Why does he have clearly a wife and kids at the beginning of the movie and they just conveniently get offed in a car crash in the middle of the movie so that he can go and date some random singer? I think that this offing was not an accident. I think Citizen Kane on purpose caused the car crash of his original wife and son so that he could be free to have a relationship with this singer. And I believe that this car crash was successful in offing young Kane's mother but did not successfully kill the kid himself so this new kid survives and this kid is eager for revenge even over the course of his life he growing up in in another place he learns about his father's escapades on the news and he wants to get revenge on his father who abandoned him and while he's reading the news he also hears about this child murderer who successfully got many kills done in his day and so this kid realizes that the best way to get revenge on his father wouldn't be to go after him directly, getting caught and punished in the process, but would be to get something else to do his killing for him. So this kid realizes that he must find a way to create a killing machine. And so his first attempt is Caesar, the somnambulist, and this kid becomes Caligari. Caesar. Uh, well, whatever, whatever you call him. Um, Caesar. <laughs> yeah, no, it's spelled, it's spelled Caesar. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Caesar. It's like you spell Caesar, right? I, but they say it weirdly in the movie. Oh, well, they don't say anything. <laughs> they the speak no. German. Oh, no, I'm pretty no. sure it's meant to be Caesar. No. Oh, no. His laptop died. <laughs> oh, well, you can, Thank you for listening to Uncurrently Unnamed Fumble. I'm seeing my life flash before my eyes. Okay, okay. Don't, don't look at the. Don't read off the screen. Oh, I can't read it anyway. <clears throat> okay. How good do you think our eyesight is? I know you have good eyesight, but... Okay, continue, please, continue. <laughs> okay, um, so anyway, um, so Caligari, um, you know, obviously last name Caligari Kane, uh, but he no longer goes by Kane anymore. Uh, <laughs> he, he does his first test with a somnambulist, and while he's just, you know, tweaking with the medicine, tweaking with the way to create the somnambulist, uh, he does some practice kills um, on, like, the random people that the somnambulist kills, and also on Jane. Um, but then he realizes that the somnambulist like loses control and is not a very effective way of dealing with the situation. So what he decides is that he has to not just have one somnambulist, but many. He needs to 
do many attempts of creating a killing machine. And so he spends the entire rest of his life doing this. And, you know, gets kind of more caught up with the focus on the on the engineering aspect of it all than, like, mostly killing his father. Um, and his father, of course, lives out the rest of his life and then dies. Um, and so the way that Caligari decides that he's going to make a bunch of these machines is taking the DNA from his first attempt, Cesar, and creating a mechanism at which he can... This, this bit this bit is a bit is a bit edgy um it's it's really it's really bad actually it's really bad um he needs a way of creating a bunch of people who will do his bidding and so he creates a fake psychiatry hospital which poses as a psychiatry hospital but really he drugs the women inside and then using his DNA testing on another side of the hospital no. creates many, no. many potential oh. murderers. Oh, God. Um, moving on. Um, so, so, these, so these kids are, like, mostly normal, but, like, they have varying ranges of, like, murderous tendencies. Um, and, like, they go on and live their lives and have kids and stuff. Um, and so then... Is but, that Burns and all? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, but a lot of these people have different like different different levels of tendencies and different levels of, of wait hang on sorry pause one second where was puss in boots and you oh wait you didn't watch puss in boots ah okay uh, sorry same place Continue. clockwork orange was in yours <laughs> yeah um in the dream of a squirrel <laughs> that a reference or something. i don't um, know okay yeah okay but then one of these people um they they're having a very tough time like trying to deal with like their murderous tendencies and they don't they don't like themselves they don't like being themselves because it's it's always like intrusive thought affecting their brain um and so and so he goes on vacation with his daughter um and then she, uh, his daughter starts expressing that she's having like similar like feelings and emotions that to him correlate with murderous tendencies that he's been having to fight his entire life um so and we're so, following like a random clone at this point, huh? We're following one of the random clones, or one Caligari. Uh, yeah, I mean they're not clones; they're like real people, um, just like made by him. Him, like he screwed around with the DNA. Okay, and then, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Uh, so it's a few generations down, um, and so then, so shortly after the vacation, he kills himself, um, and his daughter Sophie is left to live with her widowed mother all alone, which is very sad. Elsewhere. Another one of these descendants has in has in the past he's been, you know, going like looking after students and stuff. Um, but of course, the way that the somnambulist DNA splicing, it has different effects on different people. And some people get more of the effects that Caligari had, but in kind of reverse of like Caligari being able to control his somnambulist to complete his will. Some people realize that they have an overstated influential effect on the people they're around and and it you know relates to murder in like very disturbing ways and so one of these people keith uh professor keating becomes a teacher and in in really expressing the importance of not just what's in the lesson but outside the lesson on focusing on the entire world gives some of his students very heartfelt lessons on global warming um but that one, one of his students is is of course called michael um <laughs> But, but anyway, uh, Keats, in a few years down the line, um, he un unwittingly, completely by accident, controls Neil and ends up affecting Neil's brain and his own wills more than, more than he, he remotely wants to and unfortunately causes his suicide. 
um, and this greatly disturbs Neil's friend Todd, who who starts Todd. Todd is kind of onto what this Keating guy might be doing. You know, he's kind of suspect. Um, and so when he's older, uh, unrelatedly, he meets this lovely woman called Brooke Wyndham uh, and starts dating her. Um, God damn it! Um, and so, so slightly, slightly older, um, Keats eventually learns that Michael, um, one of his students who he gave very important lessons on, has killed himself. Um, and that yeah, this this causes Keating to post post the dead poets, post both of those things happening in quick in. Uh, Neil killing himself and then him learning about Michael killing himself shortly after Keating decides to turn himself into prison, um, just like racked with guilt. What, he hasn't done anything illegal. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the prison people don't entirely believe him. So then it creates this like international um, like news news event, right? Of like, oh, like this weird guy is like turning himself in, like claiming to like be responsible for killing people. Um, but, you know, they decide to like keep him in jail anyway, just because it's safe. Um, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Uh, or, you know, maybe they're like pending investigation, right? Um, but either way, Keating, and Keating is happy with it. He, he doesn't trust himself to be out and about, you know, potentially causing the death of who knows who. Um, okay. And so meanwhile, Todd is dating Brooke Wyndham and helping raise, because Brooke Wyndham, you know, is a recent uh, widow. Um, and so Todd is helping out raise Brooke's kid, Sophie, um, who later changes her name to Chutney, um, Chutney Wyndham. Um, and so then Todd, who is like really disturbed with the Keating stuff, gives Sophie, gives Chutney Wyndham this internalized hatred of people with these murderers, with these murderous tendencies, just from, just from like the way he is and like the way he talks about his youth and stuff. And Sophie despises him for it. And like Todd is not a very good father. This, of course, being Todd, the same guy who, you know, sexually assaulted a poor girl on the couch um, and tracked her to her school in his youth. Um, so it's not, you know, not beyond the realm of abil- believability that he would cause Sophie to have a very unpleasant childhood. Wait, so is he Callum? No, no, no. Callum killed okay. himself. This is... this is. Oh, so she... Okay. So Cal- Callum was dating Brooke Wyndham. Okay. And left Brooke Wyndham a widow. Uh, and so Todd is okay, now dating Brooke okay, Wyndham. Okay, okay. And then Sophie, who's now changed her name to Chutney. Um, yeah, she, she starts to get murderous tendencies. And so then she murders Todd. Uh, this, of course... Did causes, she intend to kill Brooke? No, no, no. She was trying to murder Todd. She, she's Chutney, fine with her mum. Brooke isn't Chutney's real mother. Little does Chutney know. No, no, that's not possible because Chutney and Brooke are the same age. They were speaking in hyperbole during court. Right. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, and so then this case is, of course, investigated by Elle Woods in in the Callahan case. Um, And we see this play out during the events of Leaky Blonde. (laughs) Um, but then, after being after being caught and identified as the murderer at the in during Legally Blonde, Chutney escapes miraculously. She doesn't get caught in prison, and Chutney is furious. She can't stand feeling like an other and feeling stigmatized the way that she was by Todd the entire time. And so, what she tries is to try to figure out to find people who are like her. And so then she reads on the news about this Keaton guy, and then she goes to track him down. But in the meanwhile, Elle Woods, who who realizes that Chutney has has escaped and not successfully gone to prison starts tracking down because she doesn't want to have a loose end on her court case. She doesn't want to have Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Elle Woods <laughs> on the case. I mean it would be really embarrassing, you know? Um <laughs> and so and so she tracks down 
Chutney, who has tracked down Keating. Keating doesn't want to help Chutney, but this leads Elwood to Keating. Um, and so what Chutney realizes that she wants to do is using some mechanism, spread and increase the amount of people who are like her and who are like Keating and make their tendencies even stronger. And so she goes away and collaborates with some scientific people um, to try and make the people who are descendants of the somnambulist DNA experiments have their tendencies become even more stronger. And so she, she starts doing this, inspired by the unwitting conversation with Keating. Meanwhile, Elwood and Keating figure out what Chutney is trying to do, and they spend the rest of their lives trying to invent technology to stop it. Um, and they believe that the oh, best... The memory erasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, they okay. believe that the best way to get memory erasure technology. Um, and so there's... There was like a large segment of that. Just like wasn't a movie. It was just like this really long <laughs> story. Um, and so... And so the initial attempts of this memory erasure technology, they result in people who are like very messed up. Uh, and we see this playing out in It's a, Such a Beautiful Day. Um, ah, okay. And then all his ancestors are actually other um, messed up people. Like all the ancestors who did weird stuff in the village. And like... Uh, like and like the, the leg person. Not even, the, not even just his brother, but like you know how he talks about all of his like ancestors. Um like being weird one of them like beats up a rock in like a religious bit of rage and things like that no yeah no no in in this what this is just bill's memory being screwed by the poor attempt uh, of, okay, okay, of okay. keating and elwood i thought they were also in like sleep agents <laughs> no 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 um and so then yeah and so but elwood's and keating you know they need they need funding to continue this experiment to try and stop chutney's what chutney's doing uh, so they try to monetize it you know with the uh what's it called Eternal Sunshine technology, um, Eternal uh, Sun Corp. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but then, unfortunately, this technology goes mainstream and gets into the wrong. Oh, uh, and and during this time, as this is happening, um, Chutney Chutney successfully did it, and a bunch of those fabulous people who like had like the traits and they had the DNA, but they were like, <laughs> sorry, what's your name? <laughs> uh, they had they had like less amplified version of like the murderous traits. They get super heavily amplified by. By what Chutney does. Clockwork Orange. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, no. Birds and all. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then, by by this time, luckily, Elwoods and Keating, they've gone mainstream with their technology, and people have taken it, put it into the wrong hands. So, in order to solve the Bones and all cannibalist problem, the government starts clockwork oranging people, eventually leading to them gaining supreme control, leading to the Brazil world, and that's that's how it happens. You didn't Pulp Fiction. Yeah, okay. It's, there were a lot of missing films. <laughs> decision to leave. Oh, okay, no, no. Decision decision to leave. That one was like too obvious to be worth stating. Ray is obviously a somnambulist being controlled by somebody. Ray, her name, is her name Ray? The, the girl? Where's everything everywhere all at once? Everything everywhere all at once. It's happening everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> that, that's just a different universe. Um, Where's Piss and Boots? They were just in, in separate, um, separate, separate towns. No, no connection to the other ones. In isolated, isolated towns. Um, <laughs> um, the Puss, Puss, in, Puss in Boots is an in-universe movie made as pro-death propaganda by Chutney's, Chutney's ah, people. Wait, so where's the room? And again, just a just a isolated yeah. Hamlet in in fairy tale land of this. Yeah, this yeah. Where's Ashley too? Same again. Ashley too. So isolated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
At least mine had some rooting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The yeah. isolated towns were not <laughs> that bad of a concept, okay? Okay, okay. My, mine happened in isolated dimensions there. All right. And what about Cody Falls? Yeah, uh, what about your choice, I Gravity Falls? I thought that was going to be the main thing. <laughs> uh, okay, my... The, the only way I was thinking of... Um, Gravity Falls, obviously, it shows, like, the tech, the memory racing technology. Um, yeah. That was maybe, you know, where Elle Woods, who grew up in Gravity Falls, got the inspiration for it. Um, and we, of course, oh, know who God. Elle Woods Elle is. Woods is the blonde Pacific girl. Pacific Yes. Yep. Um, and we see at the end of Gravity Falls that her and her family have to move because they have to sell the mansion. Um, but they're still very rich. Um, they moved to LA. Yeah. And that's, that's why they have enough money to fund her, her education. But that, that, I don't know. I didn't like that one so much. I, I felt like that connection was too on the nose. So I was just having the extra stuff. But yeah, no, I, I, I didn't make any promises about the... <laughs> you just wrote an entire fan fiction. Like, it, it, was, it was like 90% creative writing, 10% other movies. And honestly, I admire you for that. That was so much work. I, yeah, no, it was... Oh man, it's I. I'm just glad that. Well, no, it started with um, decision to leave was was so easy to put in because it was like oh, okay, obviously some jumbled. Oh no, and the, the originally I had um, Callum. We from, watched a lot of films about murderers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was what my three segments were. It was um, uh, murder and mind control, suicide and legal inquiry, and suicide and legal inquiry, <laughs> and then regulation and dystopia. Um, but. Oh yeah, but but eventually the mind control stuff moved more to that side, and then like the suicide stuff. There was yeah, there was going to be more stuff about the suicide causing stuff. And I was really, I was what I was really sad about where I wasn't able to go was to have the specific person who like takes over El Woods and Keating's attempt, and like I just needed like anyone who was like a scientist so that they could make the memory erasure stuff, and then you know work their way up to the top of the Brazil world. And I was like Clementine from Eternal Sunshine. Marin from Bones and all like why not Mary from a um, there's just no way Mar- Mary's Eternal not Sunshine a, from then, Eternal Sunshine yeah and then because Who's, she was so uh, this receptionist by being like erased multiple times and she understood the technology she like went against them oh uh, and she, well do receptionists understand technology she had to use it I think if she was watching them enough That's as the true. receptionist I think she should get away with it. If Ron Weasley can learn parcel time from <laughs> Harry Potter muttering it in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, no, that that's my theory. I think I think Han was the winner. That was I <laughs> I think my Yeah, because you included all of the movies. Um, yeah. what can I say? And it was a slightly confusing but coherent plot line. Yeah. And it and it had it had good main characters of M. Yeah. I didn't have any characters that would movies in order yeah i think because you said it was supposed to be like the pixar theory and the pixar theory doesn't really have other than the witch like characters who play multiple characters if that makes sense like there's no multi-rolling yeah no so no. i thought that it had to fit like that but um no i mean you know i was vague so that we we would come up with different stuff it was it was fun it was creative yeah. um <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to stop wrapping up the episode here um i'm slightly scared to wrap it up because I feel like I'm saying goodbye to something here. Um, sorry, I realized I just made that very serious. No, 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 it's but... okay. If if the Cardinal Info podcast does come back, uh, which it won't, um, it, then it you'll, you'll be on this year. mic and so you're saying goodbye to that mic. I'm saying goodbye to this mic. I'm mm. saying goodbye to us as a trio, kind of. Um, 
Place in this room. The sad music. Put <laughs> 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 the sad music. Um, what's, this, what's this sad song? They're like Ab- Abaria? This is my one. fight song. <laughs> 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 no, but like, I don't know. We, I think we are going to continue it next year. Um, I want to try and find someone to fill. The, I think we need a trio. Go on then. Do it. I double dare you. I, I'm planning to do it, Space. Replace me. You'll see. Um, whoever comes in next, you are at danger of space coming back and murdering <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll just I'll check Snapchat once in the States and then not check it on all the way in the flight home so you don't know I'm here. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. You know you can just turn off your snap map. That's so sus. <laughs> okay. Especially now that I've said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if, anyway. if 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 my if if my snap apps is ever off, just assume I'm behind you. Yeah. Is that what I want to leave the podcast note on? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um We we have to go and record ten minutes of trigger warnings. We do. Yeah. <laughs> um Well, I've been Jessica. I've been Hanma. I've been space. That was such a depressing I've been Hanma. I've been space. Um, and this podcast has actually just been a long plan to manipulate you and brainwash you into murdering people. We'll see you next time. Or maybe we won't. Um, thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. And that's just a podcast. A film podcast. <laughs> and cut. cut.